are listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene, online at bethanynaz.org.
Well, good morning, church family. So good to have you all in the room and those that are participating online. We welcome you this morning. This is fun to sing about the joy of Christmas. Let's invite you to stand this morning. Let's join our voices together and sing these great songs of the season. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come all ye
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. You know, Christmas is a time for joy. It's a season of celebration for our God has come. He's made a way. Emmanuel, God is with us. Unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given.
Did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water, Mary? Did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know? You know, it's our desire to share the story of Jesus during this season of the year with everybody we can. And one of our traditions is Christmas Eve service. We know that uh, people travel, and so we actually have a service on the eve of Christmas Eve, December the 23rd at 7 p.m. And then on Christmas Eve, we have two services, one at 3 o'clock and one at 5 o'clock. I hope every one of us can bring somebody with us 
to these Christmas Eve services to share the story of Jesus with them. I'm really grateful that you're with us this morning and that we have this opportunity to worship together. I would love to take a moment and pray for you. Would you bow your heads with me? It amazes me, Father, to think about this gift of your son, Jesus, and how Jesus knows everyone listening today. He knows who they are. He knows where they are. He knows what they're going through. And he has come to help them and to bless them. And so, Lord, in this season of Advent, as we anticipate, as we long, as we wait, we know that Jesus coming is about bringing us hope and peace and love and joy. And we willingly and graciously and thankfully receive all of his gifts today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're, we had something planned right here, but we're going to change it up just a little bit. Is that okay? You're like, sure, I didn't know what you had planned anyway, so whatever. Our kids, don't our kids look lovely this morning? They're going to be making their way up here. And this is very interesting. Um, a quartet bus broke down right out here on 39th. Just as we got started this morning, I received word, and they want to sing for us. Do you all enjoy a good quartet? I thought you did. Well, they're going to come on out at this time as our kids. Come on out, guys, as our kids get ready. This is our quartet this morning. Please make them feel welcome.
Christmas carol of love. Merry, merry Christmas. Spreading joy. This Christmas carol. From heaven above. From heaven above. Angels sing. Just hear them singing. Hear the bells. Ringing, Christmas carol. Christmas Christmas Carol of Love. Merry, merry Christmas. Spring.
Would you like to stand with me? And uh, would you just welcome one another? Take a few minutes to introduce yourself. And um, let's just greet one another for a few moments. Shall we do that together? See guys, thanks. Um, Feel free, to, feel free to have a seat if you'd like. Let me uh, talk to you for a few moments from the Word of God. Let me start by just reminding you of a little story. I remember my two daughters, who are now 29 and 34, were little girls. And Morgan was the youngest, and she loved to go to McDonald's. And I remember one Saturday going to McDonald's with my wife, Annette, and my two daughters, Brittany and Morgan. This was over 25 years ago now. And I remember that day I was struggling. I wasn't having a good day. I was kind of down. I was low, maybe upset about something. I wasn't much fun to be around, and therefore, the family wasn't having much fun. And so we're sitting here in this McDonald's, and uh, honestly, we looked a little pathetic. I could see the play place from where I was sitting, and there was a dad with two kids, and he was playing with his kids, and they were laughing. He was tossing them around. They were having such a good time, and I remember as they were packing up and leaving, I wish I was more like their dad than me, and finally, I said, enough of this. I took my last bite of food, and I looked at Brittany, and I said, hey, why don't we take Morgan to the play place? Let's have some fun today. And I remember both of my kids brightened up and jumped up from their seats, and the day changed. I, I, I've come to learn that life is better when you're joyful. And we've been talking about what we really want in this season. Most of us want a joyful life. I, I, I don't think there's hardly anybody who would say, after someone meets me, spends time with me, gets to know me, I would love it if they walked away and said, that is the most miserable, sad, disheartened, gloomy person I've ever met in my life. Nobody in their right mind would want that. And so not only is life better when we're joyful, life is better for others when we're joyful. You might say, what does that have to do with Advent? We've been in Luke these last few weeks, and Luke tells the story in chapter 2 of Jesus being born. And then he says there were shepherds out in the fields, living out in the fields, watching over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I would have been too, and you would have been. But then here's the verse for today, Luke 2.10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Who wants some good news? that will cause great joy for all the people. Now, when you think about all the people who have ever been born and who will ever be born, are you one of all the people? I think you probably are. Therefore, I believe that his coming is about bringing you joy. So let's do something together, okay? I'll, um, I'll, I'll say a word, and you give me the opposite of the word, okay? It's easy, but we'll all do it together, and uh, we'll do it with a little gusto, in fact, okay? So I'll say, what's the opposite of, and then you give me the answer. Here we go. We'll make it easy. What's the opposite of up? Yeah. Boy, that was gusto. I like that. 
what's the opposite of wrong? I love it. What's the opposite of easy? What's the opposite of happy? You guys are good. You want one more? Here we go. What's the opposite of joy? Oh, you, you stumbled a little bit on me here. <laughs> let, me, let me let you uh, think about it for a second, okay? Because I've been thinking about it a lot. And I'll ask again, and you get your word, and you give me the answer, okay? What's the opposite of joy? I think, I think a lot of you probably said misery. Maybe you said sorrow. Maybe you said sadness. Maybe you said despair. Maybe you said gloom. Um, if, if you look up the word joy in the dictionary, and I'll put this on the screen for you, it, it is the emotion of great delight caused or happiness, and it's caused by something exceptionally good or, or satisfying. But my, my problem with that definition is that joy then is a result of the gift, not so much the giver. Or if that definition is true, then joy is more about the blessings, maybe than the blesser. What, what, what if the dictionary is only partially true? What if it doesn't tell the whole story? You say, what do you mean, Rick? I, I guess I'm trying to say, what, what if joy um, is not just a, an emotion uh, because we experience something that's satisfying? Or, or, or what if joy is not dependent on the current situation of your life today? Here's, here's why I'm asking. I think most of us live believing that there are two potential states of mind. Uh, one state of mind is a very positive, joyful, upbeat state of mind. Life's going well. I'm having a good day. Nothing major is going wrong. And so that's, that's, that's the state of mind. The other one would be life's hard. I've got problems. I feel really challenged. And I'm not in a good state of mind. I'm in a kind of a low hard, difficult, heavy state of mind. But when I read the Bible, it is very clear that for people who put their hope in Jesus, sorrow and joy coexist. In fact, there's a guy whose name is Paul who wrote a lot of the Bible who said, rejoice always. In other words, be joyful when you're having a really good day, but be joyful when you're having a really difficult day. It's a possibility. And so Paul talks about his own life, and he talks about his hardships and his troubles, and then he has this phrase, and I want you to see the words. Here's what he says. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. <laughs> and what Paul is saying is that even when I'm going through hardships and troubles, I am still joyful. You might ask, what does it look like in everyday life? It looks like a little lady whose name is Ruby, who I've known for years. And if you just tried to describe Ruby's life, you'd probably say Ruby's had a hard life. Her husband died way too young. She's had a lot of physical struggles and challenges, and she's lived on very meager resources. But Ruby's conversation with me over and over again has been how will I ever thank the Lord, Pastor Rick, for all he has done for me? She says to me, I am so full. I don't know if I can stand it. I feel like some days I'm going to burst. And she lives her life trying to pay it forward, giving to others. Because she says, when I think about all that God's done for me, can't I do something for somebody else? And I find myself saying, how does this little lady give so much away when she has so little? Or it's a friend of mine who I ate in a restaurant with a few years ago. He'd been through so much. One of those guys, when you pray for him, you just say, God, this guy needs a break. And I remember sitting down with him one day and just saying, how are you doing? He tries to answer, but he can't because he's choking up. He asks for a minute. 
And finally, he gets the words out, and his words aren't, it's so hard, Pastor. I don't know why God has put so much on me. It was nothing like that. His response was, Pastor, I said to my wife today, the other day, I think I might be the most blessed man alive. Why has God been so good to me? You, you understand? Sorrowful, yet filled with joy. See, I think that we tend to think that the opposite of joy is misery or sadness or gloom or disheartened. Tim Keller, author and pastor, says, no, 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 no. He says the opposite of joy is hopelessness. It's when there's nothing and nobody that I can count on. See, sometimes we experience problems in life. I mean, no matter what you say, no matter what it looks like, it's got problem written all over it. It's a problem. And, and, and when, I, when I have a problem and I have no thing or body to put my hope in, then all I can see is my problem. No, no matter where I look, everywhere I turn, I just see problem. I can't see beyond it. In fact, when people see me like this, they say, you look like you got a problem. <laughs> but the Bible tells me that joy is a result of putting my hope in Jesus. And when my hope is in Jesus, I can see beyond my problem. In this season of Advent, we celebrate the fact that God has come to us. I'm not alone, even in the midst of my problems. God has come to help his people. God has come to help me. And you know what? I've had problems in the past, and he brought me through them. <laughs> and he's going to bring me through this. He has proven himself to be true and faithful. And so I think the real question is simply this. You know, where's your hope? What are you trusting in? Because that's the path to joy. Even in the midst of your troubles. Let me give you one more illustration. I've asked uh, Becca and I've asked uh, Matt and I've asked Stella to join me today. And as they're coming, um, I've also asked if the choir and orchestra would begin to come back into the room because we have a little more music for you. I've known Becca for a long time. In fact, Becca has worked in our office almost all the time that I've been here. And I remember one Sunday morning, I, I looked up and I saw Becca sitting by a young man, and it was Matt. I went home. I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Mathis. Yeah. Yeah, I promise she was not sitting by another man. She was somebody. <laughs> And I saw Becca sitting by Jeff, and I went home and I told Annette, I said, Annette, I think Becca's got a bow, you know? And sure enough, they fell in love and they were married. And then just in the last few weeks, God has brought little Stella, and she's not as big as a minute. Look at this, would you? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Can you imagine the joy that Matt and now Stella has brought into Becca's life. She just showered my hand with her, uh, yeah, stuff. And we have nothing, do we? Somebody rescue me, Lane, right here. Napkin, tissue on the other side of the altar. You never know. You just never know. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that, yeah. Can I give it back to you? No? No, it's no, it's okay. Just teasing. But they like the peak candle of joy because, and I want to say this, even though I've made a mess of things, and so have you. <laughs> Becca knows that these are gifts. Yeah. They're gifts from the giver. And her real joy and the deep-seated joy that she's lived with is the fact that a long time ago she put her hope in Jesus. I want you to know that joy too. Can I pray for you? Father, 
there's somebody listening this morning that wishes they had more joy in their life. And you desire to give them. I think about the words of Jesus, your son, who said that your joy may be full. That's my goal, my desire. And so, Father, bring us all to a place of saying, Jesus, my hope is in you. Not in what I can accomplish, but my hope is in you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. To God be the glory. Just remain standing. I, I just, you've said it, and I'll say it verbally, but thank you so much, all of you, for all of your contribution today. Would you receive this blessing? May you be filled in this season of Advent with the wonder of Mary, with the obedience of Joseph, with the joy of the angels, with the eagerness of the shepherds, with the determination of the Magi, and the peace of the Christ child. May the Father, Son, Holy Spirit bless you and keep you. Amen. You're dismissed. You have been listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Visit us online at bethanynaz.org.